Shall we read a poem from A Light in the Attic? Hello all and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. I'm Lauren. My coffee mug has a kitty on it. Well, I have a purring kitten in my lap. She just made all these sad sounds. Then I was like, hey, kitten. And she walked over and sat in my lap and started purring. Well, you obviously win. My new apartment complex has a kitty that lives in the window across from us, and he's way too big and fluffy and white, and he saw the snow and didn't care for that at all. <laughs> How did he react? He went back inside, far Ooh. from the window, probably <laughs> so he could sit on the stove as kittens do. Oh, kitty. How fluffy is he? Extraordinarily. Oh, I, that sounds pretty nice to me. Bordering upon cloud-like. Oh, how lovely. As though a... I was going to compare him to a volcanic cloud, but then that seemed like the wrong kind of cloud vibe to go for. Yeah, maybe Vog isn't really the best. <laughs> Ooh, that's a... Look at that little calico button. I'm trying to see if it'll pick up her purring on the microphone. I don't know if it will. That one looks like a pizza that no one could agree on. <laughs> She's adorable. She's really sweet. Well, I She's want some snuggling. white cat. Well, I want some tabby cat. Well, I want some black cat. Well, you're getting all of it. Now it's a tie-dyed chimera. Yeah, she loves uh, all the colors that there can be except for gray. How does that happen? Sex link genetics. I can't remember exactly what, but uh, they have to be some sort of genetic chimera Freak. in order for there to be a male calico mm. so, so this is like the octo parrot i shouldn't be kind of a thing oh no this is a female no no no. no but i mean like as far as a, a genetic monstrosity is concerned I, it, they're very rare but they happen <laughs> it, it usually doesn't it, it usually is without as far as i know any consequence to the rest of the cat constant identity issues <laughs> the cat doesn't know wild dysphoria it certainly makes it harder uh for humans because you look at the cat and you're like oh that's clearly a female and then you find out no no it's not intriguing well what are we talking about i don't know i think you should go first because i'm trying to decide whether i want to make this a therapy session or not (laughs) well all right then i am reading how to make a swing with no rope or board or nails I love titles that describe the entire plot. Yeah, I'm like, you don't have to read the poem. (laughs) Well, they sort of... What's this poem about? Well, how to make a swing with no rope or board or nails. First, grow a mustache a hundred inches long. Then, loop it over a hickory limb. Make sure the limb is strong. Now pull yourself up off the ground and wait until the spring then swing your illustration is of a uh, little tot with a mustache looped around a tree branch which i love that you're waving your arms around as if somebody could see it podcasting is a well-known visual medium everyone can interpret this he is waving his hands <laughs> in the air as if he like making the crazy sign, but it's not at his head, it's just in the air. 
Also, let's talk about 100 inches. That is only eight and a third feet or like two and a half meters worth of That's mustache. That's pretty long. That's not enough to make a swing, especially if you're... That's eight feet total, so it's only four to a side. And then you're wrapping that around a tree limb. You're going to be swinging all of six inches in either oh, direction. Oh, that's a good point. I wasn't thinking. I was thinking each, each like handle of the mustache would be that long. Like I get that it sounds good in a poem shell, but that's not enough mustache to swing from. Is it enough mustache to hang yourself with? <laughs> would it be? I guess if you like cut it off and braided it, it might be. Maybe not effective for. Death, maybe just, uh, <laughs> just uh, maybe just enough for uh, like autoerotic asphyxiation. But then I think about poor David Carradine, and you know, what is the longest you've ever grown your facial hair? What my my longest was what maybe at one point it was about four inches off my chin. That felt like a long beard. Mm, that does actually sound pretty long to me. The person the long- who hates facial hair. The longest beard ever belonged to Hans Langseth, uh, born in Norway, 1846, and at the time of his death measured 17 feet 6 inches, or 5 and a third meters. It was donated to the Smithsonian. Uh, In his later years, he traveled with a freak show, showing off his beard, and children could jump rope with it. I have been to the Smithsonian most of the museums several times, and I uh, have never seen such a thing there. Well, I, bel- I don't. Th- <laughs> I hope it's kept in the closed section. If <laughs> I wonder what that section. What does that? Okay, so how did the archivist store it? I wonder. <laughs> it's in a big Amazon box marked beard. <laughs> oh, brackets one. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's put in some sort of container where it's, it didn't get bugs and stuff. Well, I was thinking so, you, so it can't get out and infect others. <laughs> Strangle them. I mean, like, seeing this is to catch it, right? Like, if you see this beard, it's like, suddenly, No Shave November takes on a whole different meaning. <laughs> okay, now you need to write a horror movie that is... No Shave Rest of Your Life. Well, I think that is this guy's hair in particular coming after people <laughs> this guy's hair in particular well here's a here's a fun one the longest beard on a living person belongs to a guy who lives in surrey british columbia so like 10 minutes that way you could be buds yeah his name is uh, sarwan singh currently eight feet two and a half inches is he, he Sikh? seems he seems to be Sikh. yeah and this measurement is from 2010, so it might be longer as of now. I don't suspect there are, lo- there are a lot of people clamoring to break that record. Yeah, it's like that one and also even long head hair and long nails and stuff. You really, your life becomes dedicated to this body part that <laughs> hinders does. you in so many ways. It is It is contrary to all natural evolution. Beards are bothersome. They are in the wrong place for everything. You like having a beard sometimes, or at least you used to. Yeah, and my current style is a compromise because I want to be bald with a giant beard, and my better half wants me to have hair and no beard. So, we so you have no hair and no beard. So, so now I just have no hair and no beard. I, think I that's like... called compromise, isn't it? <laughs> Where nobody gets what they want. Nobody gets what they want. 
I don't love beards on people because uh, growing up, all the dads had beards. <laughs> and so, so to me, it's always just very dad-like. And I guess as I'm getting older, it's becoming less offensive because I'm like, oh, yeah, this person's old enough to be a dad. They're old enough to have a teenager <laughs> who's also growing a beard. And so it's it's less scary now. But when I was younger, and especially when I was wanting to date people, I did not want to date people with a beard because it reminded me of dads. So being a dad is the qualifier. If you are a dad, then beards are permissible. Yes, I suppose so. That's very interesting. I like that. Men's Health put out a list of the top 10 mustaches in history. Number one is Emiliano Zapata, the Mexican revolutionary. Number two, Salvador Dali. Okay, you need to describe these facial hairs when you mention their names. So so Emiliano Zapata is is clearly the winner. His is a creature unto itself. It looks as though a ferret has taken up residence on his face. (laughs) It's legit. If you wanted to overthrow a government, you would follow this mustache. Dolly's just fucking weird. Everybody knows what his looks right, like. Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek just looks like, I mean, that's a soup strainer. God rest his slutty soul. Chaplin wore it before Hitler did, but Chaplin had his own issues, so no one's taking the toothbrush back. Einstein, yeah, that's a respectable mustache. Sam Elliott, yes, there have been sexual awakenings due to this mustache. Um, another very, very healthy one. Mark Twain... Life of its own. Nietzsche, two lives of its own. David Harbour as Hopper on Stranger Things, for whatever reason? That makes zero sense to me. It's not iconic in any sense of the word, and he's an actor. Also, yeah, if there's just growing facial hair for a role, that doesn't make any sense. That's not that... It's not iconic for that person. But number 10, and making up for number 9, and my personal favorite, Frida Kahlo. Fair. My dad had, oh God, kitten, 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 kitten. <laughs> the cat is walking in front of the camera and presumably across the keyboard. Yes. Yes, he did. My dad had a beard the entire time. All of my, well, all of, all of the time our lives overlapped. He had a beard. <laughs> I was going to say all of his, my life and I was like, well, no, because I'm alive and my dad's dead. And then I was going to be like, all of his life. No, that doesn't work either. So all of the time that we were both alive at the same time, he has had a beard, except for when he had MRSA. Oh. And my mother shaved it, one, to make it easier for the hospital people to take care of him, and two, because she was worried that his beard was harboring MRSA. Most beards are harboring MRSA. It was terrifying to see my dad without a beard, because he had been that way for all of my life. You've seen those videos of babies where the dad shaves and then reveals his face to the baby and the baby shrieks in terror. Yeah, uh, there's also that great oatmeal cartoon. It was like, you come back from a work trip and uh, you've grown a beard and the kid's like, oh, daddy, your face is fuzzy. And then it's like, you come back from a work trip and you've shaved off your beard and the kid just looks terrified. <laughs> I think if I were to regrow a full beard right now, I would suffer like a crisis of mortality because there is so much gray happening in there right now. Yeah, I, don't I think know beards, when that happened. Beards make people look older because if, when they start going gray. But let's be honest, who's left for me to impress in the world? 
see people every day. You you care about impressing people. You're the ones with the you're the one with the really exciting tracksuits. Yeah, but the beard would just add more alarm factor to that. It's like, <laughs> oh god, he has a tracksuit and a beard. This could not be more contradictory. Yeah. Well, maybe no, I was gonna say maybe you should go for it, and then I remembered my own distaste for facial in our hair, and I'd be like, Well, then I'd have to look at it for like a half hour every at least Wednesday. A half hour every week. Jesus. Yeah. Seems uncalled for. I went to the bicycle store. It was not a bicycle store. It was a Canadian tire. They just have a lot of bicycles. Oh, you did not. That was overwhelming as hell. They have so many bicycles. They're dangling off the ceiling. Yeah, they do that at Walmart, too. I mean, yeah, like it's theft prevention. I understand it. But how am I supposed to ride them around the store and figure out which one I like the best? Did you get a bike? Not yet. I stalled. I could only loose one from its cage, and it felt terrible. Yeah, maybe don't get it from Canadian Tire. I was also reminded of my stunning lack of an ass, because this was a (laughs) bicycle seat, and it felt like I was sitting on several knives. Okay, we can talk about bicycle seats, too. (laughs) Yeah, apparently they're their own animal. Yeah, they really are. It's also known as a saddle. (laughs) Is this a common term? Yes. Oh, damn. I know nothing. Yeah, so you want to find a saddle that is wide enough for your your hip bones, for your sit bones. It's wide enough for your sit bones, but narrow enough that it's not really going to get in your way when you're pedaling. And that probably won't be a big deal for you, but when you have chunky thighs like mine, you don't want a seat that's going to be so wide that it gets in the way of your thighs moving around. What is a sit bone? Is that the bit like directly under my gluteus maximus? Yes, it's where it's the part of your pelvis that would make contact with the chair if you didn't have any fat or muscle or, you know, any kind of other tissue there. If you were just a skeleton. So who are those saddles built for where the saddle is the size of this pen that I'm holding up right now? Because I have seen some bicycle seats that look like butt plugs. They're for people who have uh, narrow hips and probably don't spend a lot of their time sitting. They probably uh, spend a lot of their time standing and pedaling. I I sit all the time. And I do actually have a narrower seat than you would think because I find it easier to uh, not only does it give my thighs more space, but it also I find it easier to shift my weight around to bank during turns. Hmm. Okay, we're talking about bikes again, and this is not about the the poem. Oh, yes. So let's move on to your poem. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) I've been upbeat like a bastard. I'm going to do wavy hair. Mm. I thought that I had wavy hair until I shaved. Instead, I find that I have straight hair and a very wavy head. And it shows a guy, or maybe maybe a lady. I don't know. Maybe a gen a non-gendered person uh, looking into a handheld mirror with wide eyes and their head is indeed ripply and they have stubble so you can see that they just shaved (laughs) (laughs) i was informed upon shaving my head that i have a very prominent sagittal crest i probably would too 
You know who else has very strong sagittal crests? Ethiopithecus. What is Ethiopithecus? Uh, it's one of those like human predecessors lived about two and a half million years ago. That's okay. I have a brow line like a Neanderthal. <laughs> and actually, I have higher than average Neanderthal genetics, so... My forehead does not slope. Boom. <laughs> Can take blunt objects like Homer Simpson. My skull right there is very, very thick. <laughs> really is. I feel like this is just a different level of bragging rights where it's like my sagittal crest is very impressive. Well, my skull can absorb a bowling ball. <laughs> I think that if uh, I ever had to shave my head or lost my hair, I my head would be very unattractive and bumpy. I thought the same about mine. And then I realized I am the only one who cares. Look at that. That thing right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that bony structure. So impressive. I never think about it. <laughs> no, no, neither does anyone else in the world. Right. Well, why have we chosen this one? Because cancer. I reckoned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my friend's cancer has gotten... has. Uh, she's been doing so well on chemotherapy for a while. The tumor stopped... Was was shrinking, uh, other le- like lesions on her liver and uh, other organs were shrinking, except for a few, and everything was going much better than expected. But unfortunately, the lesions have started growing again, which means the chemotherapy isn't working. This is the same friend, by the way, who does the intro to our podcast. Yep. And I, uh, she recently had surgery on her liver to try to eliminate the growing lesion and then she'll have to go through another round of very tough chemotherapy where she will lose her hair again and also probably hate her life and want to die again so i'm just feeling a lot of sadness about that and today she sent me a text talking about how much despair and frustration she's feeling and uh i'm gonna go over I was going to go over today, but uh, she uh, ran out of time with some things that she was doing. And so I'm going to go over tomorrow. And I've been thinking through what I'm going to say to her. And of course, the, the goal is not is not to blow smoke up her ass about how everything's going to be okay. Because she knows it isn't. We all know it isn't. But how to at least help things look more optimistic in a realistic way. I mean, and I do have, and I can say some of that honestly, because, you know, for example, things with her treatment have gone on better than anybody ever thought they would. And so there's no reason to think that that won't continue to happen. Now, that's not a guarantee in any sense, but there's also no reason to think it won't. But other than that, I don't really know what to say because it's not like I can be like, hey, look on the bright side or hey, it's going to get better or hey, you just like you're doing fine. Like it's nothing is fine. Nothing is okay. She's not going to get better. She'll get better than she is at this very moment. But for how long? I don't know. I went to an appointment with an ear, nose and throat doctor today because I've been having some weird things going on with my ears. I've had pressure in my ears. You know when you feel like you have to clear your ears from the pressure? 
Does it sound like Rice Krispies in there? Yeah. <laughs> but I have I have felt that sensation nonstop since 2015. <laughs> and uh, back then they couldn't figure out what was wrong. And now I have the addition of pulsatile tinnitus and occasional vertigo. And so I decided it was time to try again because things are clearly getting a lot worse. Um, <laughs> do they have anything to tell you? Uh, well, I learned that I actually do have some hearing loss, but only in one frequency. And I'm fine above and below that, interestingly enough. But on the way back from the ear, nose, and throat doctor, I saw the sign on a church that said, your problems are temporary, but God's love is forever. <laughs> or no, I think it was, your problems are temporary, God's love is eternal. And I, okay. I was driving, yeah, I know, I was driving back and I'm just like, what does that mean? Is that somebody who just has had an easy life so far and is like, hey, it'll be fine. Whatever you're worrying about will go away because it won't for my friend. No, what I mean, it's like that there's people who genuinely believe that heaven is the reward, that after all this is done, it is happiness everlasting as opposed to, you know, the void. Is all hope false hope? That's a terrible thing to think, isn't it? Never mind, the path I was about to go down isn't correct. <laughs> I think you've just described all of our lives. <laughs> uh... I I don't know. I don't... Words fail. I mean, there's nothing that... Yeah. Anything you could say wouldn't be good enough. When I was a kid and my mom was dying of cancer, she lost her hair. And at one point, I saw her in the bedroom without a wig. And I told her she looked like a witch from the movie The Witches. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it wasn't meant in a mean way. It was like no. I was kind of scared of her appearance. And... I thought, I didn't realize it would, oh my God, she looks so crushed. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. I remember re I remember reactions that I don't anticipate. Like if, a, if someone gives me a reaction that I'm really not anticipating, it I tend to remember. And I remember that look of of sadness. And yeah, of course, you meant it as just a comparative. But yeah. You know, it, but then like now with the gift of hindsight, it's like, wow. Wow. <laughs> it's like, it's, wow. Imagine yeah. hearing that. Yeah. In high school, my sister went away for a weekend and then came back with her head shaved. Mm. Actually, I went away with her and knew she was shaving her head. And my dad <laughs> had uh, just an intense trauma response when she mm. returned. Because she looks very much like my mother. And <laughs> I, when I was younger, I was just like, Dad, why are you being so mean about my sister shaving her head? Why are you reacting like that? It's her hair, whatever. Like, And uh, now that I'm older, I understand trauma responses. And I'm like, oh, okay. You didn't really have the right to be angry about it. But that's just kind of how trauma responses are. You just don't really think through how you're reacting very well. We should have conferred more on this episode. There's so many notes here about how hair is such a part of your identity and how it contributes to feelings of vitality and all such like. Yeah, I waffle between, hey, we should coordinate and hey, it's more fun just to surprise each other. It's definitely more fun just to surprise each other. Yeah. We'd screw it up if we tried to collaborate on <laughs>